And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. Boy, oh boy, did we have a night of basketball tonight. With me to break down this first game is my guy, Will Guillory. Will Guillory, you are in the building for Jimmy Bucket's explosion. Tell us us what that uh, arena atmosphere was like. Yeah, I mean, it was it was unlike any game I think I've ever been to in my career. Uh, Just just the way the building exploded there in the fourth quarter uh, when the heat took over and just seeing Jimmy Butler put up 56 points. I mean, it's unreal to even just say that out loud. 56 points in a playoff game uh, as an eight seed going against the one seed, going against Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, one one of the most formidable defensive units in the NBA, just putting up an all-time performance and giving the Heat a 3-1 lead in this series, putting them in a position – and one more win, and they're knocking out the team with the best record in the NBA. The team, I think most people probably picked to win the championship going into the playoffs. They're one loss away from their season being over, and uh, it's purely because of Jimmy Buckets, playoff Jimmy, uh, doing what he does always around this time of the, this year. But, uh, I mean, he took it to a whole different level tonight. Yeah, they're, they're losing to the eighth seed a team that lost to the Hawks in the play-in. I just, it just feels impossible <laughs> that we're in this place now. Jimmy, 56 points, nine boards, two assists, 15 of 18 from the free throw line, 19 of 28. He had 22 of their, was it 26 points in the first quarter? 22. 28. Or of their 28 points. Yeah, that's right. Of their 28 in the first quarter. And I just kind of sat back and thought, you know what? You That was really cool. Like, cute. Jimmy, that's great. You're about to get crushed still. That's what I thought. And then the game started to play out that way. Until he got to the, toward the end of the fourth quarter. And whenever he started, I think he hit back-to-back threes. And you just kind of, I just sat there and stared at my TV and thought, oh my gosh, Jimmy's going to really do this. He's going to really, he really is going to do this. I could not believe it. I, I still am in complete disbelief that Jimmy did that and he he's yelling to the crowd I mean it was unbelievable I mean he is I mean he's got to be one of the top playoff performers of all time there's just I mean he's in the record books right now he's like the fourth highest scoring player in the playoffs with that 56 point game I mean it's just unbelievable yeah, I was about to say, I'm guessing his playoff average probably shot up a little bit after you throw that 56 <laughs> in there. But no, nah, I felt the same way you did for most of this game. I mean, remember, the Heat didn't take the lead for the first time in this game until the fourth quarter. Yeah, Jimmy had 22 in the first quarter. He scored 20 straight points for the Heat, and they were still losing at the end of the first quarter. 
I mean, he was unbelievable in that first half, but Giannis had 17, 6, and 5, I think, at halftime. Brooke Lopez was outstanding in this game. Chris Middleton has some really good moments. Uh, I think for a lot of this game, you saw the Bucks kind of looking like themselves again. Obviously, this was Giannis's first game back after missing the last two with a back injury. And there were stretches during this game where you could tell his back wasn't right. He was yep. grimacing after a few drives. He was coming on over to the sideline, getting a massage gun on his back during some breaks. But still, you it felt like the Bucks were the Bucks again mm-hmm. uh, for long stretches of this game with their defensive dominance with the way they were able to get to the paint at will against the Heat. Uh, but, man, just the just the way Jimmy just wouldn't let his team die. And I think, of course, we're, we're going to give Jimmy all the praise he deserves for scoring 56 friggin' points in the playoff game. But I think when it really turned was when he finally started getting help from his teammates. Caleb Martin hit two big threes yep. in the fourth quarter. Yep. Kyle Lowry got a huge steal that led to Jimmy Butler breakaway dunk on the other end. Uh, Bam Adebayo started scoring in that third quarter just to give Jimmy a little bit of relief. Uh, so once Jimmy got a little bit of help, he was able to push his team over the edge. And I think, again, man, we talk all the time about how Jimmy builds his legacy in the playoffs. And being able to do this against that Bucks team with the star power they have over there and the, defend- the defensive presence they had. Drew Holiday, I mean, the best perimeter defender in the NBA was checking him the whole game. And he still dropped 56. I mean, it's just incredible what Jimmy was able to pull off in this game. And, I mean, uh, (laughs) I guess I was surprised we went this far without dropping a a hashtag. uh, uh, What's the hashtag? Heat, uh, whatever it is. I don't know. It's late here on the East Coast. But, yeah, the the Miami, man, it was a crazy night. And whatever the name of the arena is now, they changed it like four times this season. Right. Uh, And just a, a legacy moment for Jimmy, for sure. Yeah, I thought we were going to talk. I thought this was going to be the Brook Lopez game because he had 36-11, two steals, three blocks. He was great. He had four threes tonight, too. He was he was so good. And without Chris – Chris Middleton didn't look quite right either. Both Giannis and Middleton yeah. didn't look quite right. Uh, Drew Holiday didn't have a going either. And still, they were pretty close to winning this game, but it was really just – it was Jimmy. And – he deserves all the credit. I I think people are already fast forwarding a little bit, wanting to see Jimmy in the Garden uh, on the playoff stage, <laughs> oh, which man. is like big oh, time man. theater. But the the series How about has Jimmy been... versus Tibbs in oh, the playoff gosh. series. Oh my gosh! It's uh, I think it feels like destiny at this point. But the series does head back to Milwaukee. If they can get Giannis right in these next few days. Get back to Milwaukee. Which is a big question mark. It's a big huge question, question mark. mark. Uh, if they can win that game, you head back to Miami. You know, the Heat are going to have a chance to close this thing out at home. They're going to have a chance to close it out in Milwaukee. Uh, 3-1 lead. Not not many teams have done it. And if anybody can do it, it's it's Giannis if he's healthy. And we, I mean, we've seen Giannis do it in the, in the finals when he wasn't completely healthy too. So I, I think that we're – I would say – like buckle up, because I think this series isn't isn't quite over yet. I'm very very intrigued to see how they play. Yeah, we've talked a lot about the Heat and, and hashtag Heat culture is what I was reaching for earlier. Uh, but yeah, I think we got to put some red alerts on Milwaukee and just what does this mean for them if they aren't able to pull off you know a historic comeback and and, and find their way out of this series because to, to, to do what they did during the regular season. 
to have the star power. They have to spend the amount of money they spent to put this roster together and they get bounced in the first round by the eighth seed. Who it would be a really bad look for this team. And I think they would have some major questions to answer in the offseason. Of course, we're not there yet. The Heat still got to get one more win. But still, just looking ahead, if they can't pull this off, man, it would be an awful loss for this Bucks team that had extremely high hopes going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, thank you so much for your coverage of the the Miami Heat, the, the perhaps second-round Miami Heat, something that I did not think that I'd be saying. Thank you so much for joining the show and for uh, covering the Heat for The Athletic. Go read Will at The Athletic. He's got all your Heat coverage. Here in the yeah, I thought I was just dropping in for a weekend in Miami. I guess now I'm, I'm hashtag heat beat writer Will Guillory uh, for the foreseeable future. So I'll catch you, I guess, for game six. And we'll see where this thing goes. Uh, thanks, Will. Appreciate it, man. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, now we're going to bring in Mark Schindler. Mark, we're talking about this Grizzlies-Lakers game, which honestly felt like a little bit of a snoozer for a, for a while, and... Boy, did it turn into a very interesting game. It went into overtime. I did not think we were going to be watching an overtime game tonight, Mark. Yeah. Um, we texted in the middle of that game. That was ugly. Like, that was just a gross game. Both teams shot under 30% from three. It felt even worse than that. Um, they combined for over 120 rebounds. Yeah. Like that kind of game. Um, a, that is a hilarious Granted, it went to overtime, stat. but still, like, still. that was. That was nasty, yeah. Uh, but exactly like you mentioned, the fourth quarter was was fun. There's a, there's a lot to dive into with this one. Yeah, I I think it starts with kind of the rim defense. I mean, having oh, yeah. Triple J and AD just protecting the rim all night. I mean, both teams. I think there were 18 combined blocks in this game. It was it was so interesting too, just watching these teams try to continue to attack the paint, but. You could tell even Le- like LeBron's like looking out for Triple J like every single time whenever he's driving and knowing that he's there. I mean, he sprayed the ball. I, I was kind of waiting for LeBron to take over in the fourth, but he kept getting to the rim and he would see kind of Triple J like in the corner of his eye and he'd just spray it out every time, which is probably the right basketball play, but I just was kind of waiting for LeBron to take over. He eventually did, but a lot of it was just because of the rim defense. Yeah, no, exactly. I thought, you know, him and AD were fantastic defensively tonight. And I think even more so going off that, like part of what parlayed into um, the rebounding was both teams 
where they they are zeroed in on the guys that they are very comfortable letting shoot. Yeah, like Dylan Brooks took seven threes tonight, and not a single one of them was guarded. Um, you can say that about numerous Lakers players, and I, I mean numerous, uh, numerous players for the, for the Grizz are still not going to be guarded on threes. And I think like that has like exactly what you're talking about. Like the, the the driving lanes are just so congested right now. Like you're seeing. Both teams are like screening, rescreening, setting up a second action to try and get something going with what limited spacing they have, given how both teams are, are defending right now. And um, yeah, like anything going towards the rim felt like uh, an adventure tonight. As John Morant found out throughout the game, yeah, um, he not that not to say that he had a bad game. Like I, I mean, it was rough. He was eight of twenty four from the field is very difficult. I still think he did a lot of really good things, but the uh, um, he had some audacious, we'll say, attempts uh, around the rim and in the restricted area tonight. Yeah, one in particular in transition where he jumps and, like, spins in the air to, like, land on his butt on LeBron so he didn't hurt himself again. I was so shocked he didn't get hurt on that play just because he was – I mean, he launched himself into the air. Um, But he was okay, I guess. There was one point in the third quarter where he fell – and I thought that he was like going to have to leave the game, uh, but ended up staying in and ended up actually having a pretty good end of the third quarter. I think they took the lead on a on a jaw layup attempt there at the end of the quarter. But um, yeah, I I think I was kind of shocked to see D'Angelo Russell be the one that kind of got the Lakers back into this one with his three points. Well, especially shooting. too because he was awful tonight, really bad. Like- <laughs> He was getting cooked on defense. Yeah, his deci- decision making was all over the place on offense. He wasn't really putting any pressure on the defense, and then cool hit three threes back to back to back, and then fouled out. And yeah. that was like all the Lakers needed to get back into the game. Um, not that they were out of it, but like to really close the gap. And, and um, yeah, it, again, just a really weird game in that facet. But getting that going, like obviously, like you know, Jared Vanderbilt was big for the opening five minutes and then he ended up playing a whopping 19 minutes the entire game because yep. the he, he has just really struggled to have an offensive impact in the series I think even though he brings a lot to like defensively I think it's really tough for them to have him out there right now unless he is gonna go to a five from three every night but yeah. you know we're a ways away from that um what was interesting too like it was kind of a tale of two halves or even like tale of three quarters and, and one quarter in overtime for LeBron because um, like you mentioned with him getting downhill, that really didn't even happen until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like so much of the, the early game was him taking these pull-up threes um, or just catch and shoot threes and being kind of off the ball. Um, you know, obviously, you know, trying to get things going initially, but with what the rim defense was, but I think it was noticeable how, and this is not trying to, to denigrate, but like it was noticeable how little he was really generating any kind of downhill looks against this team right now yeah um he looks like he was 38 tonight in a lot of ways yes but still managed to have 22 20 and 7 with two blocks in this exactly that's what feels so like like, i i feel ridiculous saying anything that is (laughs) i know i feel i felt the same way though yeah critical of his game because like he's still fantastic tonight like i thought his defense was really solid obviously monstrous on the glass and and the, the ability to kick out and and hit shooters after drawing two the way he did late in the game was huge. But again, it's like it's just wild seeing how um, how much of a mustard effort it has to be yeah. late in the game compared to what it's been um, 
which I think definitely makes you, you know, wonder what it's going to be moving forward. But also, too, like adding that on, like Dennis Schroeder was really important tonight. Yeah. Um, his box score does not seem that way, but he was the only other player on the court who could even really get into the paint um, other than like Austin Reeves did, but it was all off like secondary actions. It's not him you know, necessarily just attacking at will. Um, so having that was able to kind of kickstart some things for them and, and getting the, the defense, not get, getting the defense moving. And also I thought it was really good defensively tonight as well. Yeah. He also had the, at the beginning of overtime had the, uh, the steal while he's on the ground and the assist while he's on the ground, which kind of, I mean, it just felt big. Like every, honestly, every bucket felt big toward the end of that game. And that one just kind of, it felt like it just kind of jump started the Lakers in overtime. Um, let's, I got to talk about this play from the Grizzlies that I thought was going to end up being the game winning play for them there at the end of toward the end of regulation where Jaron Jackson has this block at the, this fantastic block at the rim. And then they get this transition bucket where jaw is just like lightning quick to the bucket. Lakers are right there with him. He notices that Bane's there, drops it off to Bane and then Bane scores. That sequence was just absurd. (laughs) It was just like such, that was one of the more fun sequences of the game. I just couldn't even believe what was happening. Yeah. Um, Yes, there there were some wild sequences in this game, and a game that was full of a lot of a lot of sequences um, that happened. <laughs> we do got to mention too. I, I, on, a, on a positive note, I thought Desmond Bain was fantastic tonight. Yeah. In a night where I thought, I mean, like as we mentioned, I think Jaw really struggled, but seeing Bain get into the paint the way that he did and really create his own shot, create looks for others, was you know just an embodiment of what he's done all year, um, but like to the highest level with what he did tonight. Um, that was really fun to see at 36, seven and three, um, yeah. just really rocketed that up. But um, they needed him to, they needed his usage yeah. tonight. Oh, they needed, they needed him. There just badly. wasn't anybody um, else. Like they weren't going to let Luke Kennard. I don't know what the, the Tyus Jones stuff is going on. Like why, I don't know why they don't play Tyus Jones more than nine minutes in this game. I don't, I don't really know what's going on there. Yeah. Um, I think it's tough because they don't want to play him alongside Ja. Like they don't trust it to 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 have the two of them on the court together. Yeah. Um, and with Ja playing 44 minutes, it's like I, I mean I agree, it's weird, but I almost feel like Ja probably could have played a little bit less tonight. They're playing like, D'Angelo Russell. They're playing D'Angelo Russell. Is there not like there's not a place for him out there? That's that's where I'm just a little. I know confused. it's I I I think it just it speaks to some of the shortcomings of their depth right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not ideal. I mean, their entire bench played what like less than thirty five minutes, like around forty minutes. It wasn't a lot. Um, which I mean, that sounds like it's tons, but like I mean, the Lakers bench played almost seventy minutes together. Um, yeah, they played. Yeah, I mean, they played Schroeder and and Rui and Troy Brown a lot off the bench. Yeah, but uh, let's let's talk for a second about Anthony Davis's game. Yeah. Um, like we mentioned, the defense, I don't think you can question how good the defense was tonight. That was incredibly important. Um, he definitely is is dealing with something sure. injury-wise because Seems like he did hip, not look some kind of hip injury at all today. Um, the I mean, he was not right around the basket, was making weird decisions with the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, all in all, just like, I mean, until the, the, the last couple minutes of the game, 
was a complete shell of himself offensively. Like it was one of those games where just one of those, you know, every every fifth AD game, you get one of these games and you're just kind of like, well, what the hell is happening out there? Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, I mean, he was actively hurting the team by being on the court offensively at times. So it was uh, jarring to see like, I, and again, like I feel, <laughs> I feel weird criticizing this team or a lot of the players on it when they ended up winning this and they're the seventh seed and they're now up three to one on, on, on the Grizzlies. I, I mean, it, I mean, LeBron and Austin Reeves saved the day. They actually saved yeah. Anthony Davis from being criticized tomorrow, like incessantly on television. Because if they lose this oh. game, like, well, we'll see what first take has to say about that. Well, yeah. but where's the where would the blame? I think the blame would go on Anthony Davis if they lost, just because offensively, you're right. Oh, like, sure. The decision making wasn't there. The shot making wasn't there. He took a corner three that missed so badly, like it just had no prayer of going in toward the end of the game. And there were there's a lot of times where you're just like, man, I wish they'd put the ball in Austin Reeves' hands a little bit more. You know, he made he had that layup there toward the end of the game that that tied everything up. There's like, oh, okay, like there's somebody that can handle the ball that can get into the teeth of the defense and make something happen. Um, yeah, I I am if I'm AD, I am so thankful <laughs> that LeBron stepped up. He he had that just tremendous layup toward the end of the game toward the end of regulation. That just felt like a miracle. It just felt like a, a throwback LeBron moment, honestly. Um, and you know, LeBron had the he had the and one, and he's screaming and he's bumping Anthony Davis in the chest, and you could see Rui give it a very half-hearted uh, chest bump to LeBron after that too. Um, but yeah, I I agree. It was a weird AD game, and he just has to be thanking LeBron. For for just a ridiculous 2020 performance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to agree with that one. <laughs> uh, anything else from this game that stuck out to you? This is obviously a huge one. The Grizzlies have have the Grizzlies have never won a game four on the road in their entire existence, and that stands today. Which that that stat kind of blew my mind a little bit. That they, that's a good stat. Not a good stat for them, but that they've a, never that's, done that's that. A good pull. And and now um, like this series, just like the Heat series, I think a lot of people expected the Lakers to win this one. But now this this series heads back to Memphis. What are your expectations uh, moving forward? Uh, I think it's going to be tough if Jaws not healthy. I think one of the things that's been unfortunate about the playoffs so far is how much injuries have impacted not just rotation players but stars. Yeah, like obviously Giannis has not been right. Not to not to take away from what the Heat have done, not to take away from what the Lakers have done, but like the injuries have certainly played a part. Like, I mean, hopefully it doesn't impact the the Kings Warriors series too much, but it seems like it might with De'Aaron Fox being doubtful for tomorrow's game. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think I, I would probably take the Lakers still mm-hmm. in this next game just mm-hmm. based on trajectory of the series and, and how things have gone so far. Um, I, I'm willing to be wrong, but we just don't see teams come back from from 3-1 unless LeBron's on that side or, or right. it's the, you know, the We Believe Warriors. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I tend to agree that we're going to have we're going to have a lot of star power in the second round of the Western Conference. It's going to be it's going to be insane. Uh, Okay, that's going to do it for today's show. Tampering is up next. Mark, send us out. Ding, ding, y'all.